Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. Everybody and welcome back to Projectile Lunchcast. It's our first episode of 21. Um, it is also episode 96, which I think we can all agree on is nice. Uh, my name is Marcel. I am once again joined by Richard. Episode 96. Uh, 69. Uh, I thought you were just keeping it safe for work. Uh, sorry, like I'm German. That's my excuse right here. <laughs> is Germany actually the only country that does numbers this way? Uh, you guys do it like an old-timey nursery rhyme. Like four score, you know, it's six, super confusing. Like as a German, like you, you grow up and you naturally assume that our way of doing the numbers is normal, right? And then you learn your first, you, you learn like you know your first non-German language, like your second language. And you're like, okay, maybe these guys are weird, but ours is the normal way. And then you realize that hey, there's actually a lot of people and languages who do numbers the other way around from us. So, but you know, and then then you get like that that principal Skinner meme is like. Am I out of touch? Like, no, it's the rest of the world that's wrong. I think you just need to stop telling people you're so hyped for Final Fantasy 61. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe that's how you Americans feel with the metric system. Everybody <laughs> else is wrong. Um, but also, it's not just Richard, but I'm very stoked to have you here, Richard. It's also Basti who's here. Hi, hi. Basti, any, any thoughts on numbers 69 versus 96? I just recommend probably to not Google Final Fantasy 69. Too late. Fair enough. That's a good point. Yeah, um, we thought since obviously it's the start of a new year and uh, realistically there's hopefully a good chance it's going to be better than last year. Maybe not gaming wise, but at least, you know, overall state of the world, fingers crossed, who knows, that uh, it would be cool um, if if we take a look at like some of the upcoming games that we are excited for. Uh, I mean, it's probably going to be a very interesting year in the sense like... I don't know, Richard, you are a, a production person. You know more about this stuff. But I, it would be my assumption that a lot of the stuff that has happened last year with, with COVID, with studios moving to working from home, a lot of interruptions, is actually going to affect some of the games that were scheduled for this year more so than the ones from last year. Because, you know, as we all know, cynically speaking, if your game is missing the last little bit of polish, um, you can still release it if you want to. Sure. Some people do it. But like you know, if if you're really running into issues mid production or so, that's that's harder to to just you know try to paint over, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the it, is it, it doesn't really matter if you're missing driving AI, combat AI, uh, way actual lighting system that isn't just moving the sun, people disappearing, cars exploding, random broken stuff, heads falling off, random fall damage. As long as the sex scenes work, you're pretty good. Like you're fine. Um, that was not quite the answer I was looking for. Oh, sorry. That was I was just trying to give the best best advice I can. If you're looking to sell 13 million copies of something, make sure you can fuck something in that game. Put that on the tin. Make that a t-shirt. But you can't do that in Skyrim, for example, and that's sold even way better. 
Todd, let me show there, let me let, no... let me show you some mods. Well, yeah, okay, but yeah, mods, mod, that's a completely different topic. That's that's not that's no fair. Um, but yeah, uh, going back now that Richard has successfully, I think we're. I'm like, just saying, like, there is a PC five, game five out minutes. there where Macho Man Randy Savage fucks the Death Star in the sky, and it's Skyrim. Okay. As you can see, guys, uh, the topic of today Ooh, is related yeah. to the number sixty-nine. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, it's not supposed to be. Uh, it just took Richard a whole of five minutes off the new year of you know projectile launchcast in twenty twenty-one to derail stuff completely, which may be a new record even by his standards. So kudos to that. Three That's minutes. why I'm wow. here, baby. That's a new record. Um, but yeah, the way we actually want to proceed with this is that uh, each one of us has compiled their list of their top ten games looking forward to this year. Um, uh, we didn't talk about it, but I hope we agreed that it's kind of semi-realistic because I have to, like, honestly, like, half of the games on my list are not officially, don't officially have a 21 date or don't officially have any date. It was just like me extrapolating and thinking like, hey, maybe hopefully this comes out this year, you know. Um, right, so, so, so I, I'm pretty... stuff which said uh, <laughs> no, no date, but probably 2021. I tried to at least get stuff into which said, yeah, most likely 2021. <laughs> But realistically, think, probably not 2021. I think only one of my honorable mentions was something that was supposed to come out in 2019. So, yeah, I, I should be semi-realistic. Much like my mods folder in Skyrim. It's very good. Very good stuff. Um, okay, then, um, Richard, why don't you want to take it away with, like, the first three? So your numbers 10, 9, and 8... My ten, nine, list. and eight. And if somebody by any chance has has you know any duplicates, of course it's fair to say, hey, I also have that one. Though to be honest, like um, I mean, I noticed like in the past when we talk about our game of the year and stuff like, there's always some overlap between us. Mm -hmm. But right now, off the yes. top of my head, we haven't talked about this before. My guess would be that we're gonna have minimal overlap. With, it's with gonna be a little bit of overlap. Right I bet. I bet there's gonna be minimal overlap. I think um, I have maybe one game or so that you guys also have. Maybe could be. Could so be. Richard, take it away. Oh. Yeah. Uh, let me start out because my, my 10 and my honorable mention are uh, are both um, just kind of there. My honorable mention was Atomic Heart. Um, said it was supposed to come out in 2019. Still not out. So here's to hoping. What a great trailer. Love that trailer. That's, um, the, uh, that's the people that people say is like uh, Chernobyl, Bioshock or something, right? Right. Yeah. It, it's... Um, they they made a VR game before they haven't really done anything. They, I, I, the trailers look great. I'll I'll see. Um, I really like their style. Uh, but the actual number ten is Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, it's at number ten because I think it looks cool. But I'm not probably not going to get a PS5 this year. Probably not. So I don't even know if I'll play it. I just hope it's good. It's going to be a PC. Well. Is it no. this year? Should be. Yeah, I, I think like both both that and Deathloop should be day and date PC and PS5. Fucking beautiful. It's then. only console exclusive, as far as I know. Oh, great. Then, then yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Number 10. Uh, number 9, Windjammer. Wait, Busty, Busty, I'm surprised. Sorry, Busty, you don't have, you know, you don't have Ghostwire Tokyo on, your, on there, on your list? I have Ghostwire Tokyo on my list, but it's... Wait, you're supposed to room. chime in. Wait, it is on... In. It, no, Ghostwire Tokyo is on place 9 on my list. There you go. Chime in, baby. Gotta get your chimes going. Okay, so, so my place 9 is Ghostwire Tokyo, in fact, and um, funny enough, um, I was... Almost putting Atomic Heart on that list, but uh, I'm just not sure if that game will come out and how it will finally look like. Yeah. So put it also on honorary mention. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, now that now that I, now that I know that Basti wants it and it's coming out on PC, those are the only reasons I need to have it on my list. 
Okay, so essentially, I see you guys are going to have a lot of overlap, but I'm going to fee- be left out in the cold. Probably. Yeah, most likely. Nice. Right. That's cool. Number one. My number nine. Windjammers 2. I like Windjammers. They're making another Windjammers. Windjammers is fucking great. I want to play more Windjammers. If you haven't played Windjammers, maybe you should try Windjammers. It's fun to say. It's fun to play. I would have just preferred if for your number nine you did the big smoke thing, but that's okay. Nobody's number perfect. nine with extra dip. My number eight is Stalker 2. That's my number ten. Damn, son. Damn, son. Damn, you guys. They just put out some some gameplay stuff. I hope it's cool. I like Stalker. Uh, I, I, I am noticing a bit of a Chernobyl tint on my uh, my tail end of my list. but um, I was going to say, like, uh, it, it's nice to see that your, your video gaming years are looking, already looking bright and cheerful. Yeah, like so my far, stuff's got dates games. on it. Have you played all the Stalker games? Uh, three so far, right? There was Stalker, there was... Like Call of Pripyat. And, and there was Clear Call Sky. of Pripyat and Clear Skies, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've not uh, finished, but have played a bunch. Yeah, same for me. I, see so you. I finished Stalker 1, um, played the other two, but haven't finished them. And for me, it was place 10. Like, even though I'm a huge fan of the Stalker universe, um, like, the, the Metro games might be the reason why it's only on place 10. Like because I don't know the open world how strong the open world aspect will be. Um, mm. The the old games were very uh, I love uh, I know Richard loves that word uh, clunky and um, a little bit weird in that regards. But I have no idea how that will hold up with the new Stalker games. So for I me, mean, the, the actual I don't know if you guys actually get that term out here a lot, but the Eurojank exactly. Thank Euro-jank. you. Yeah, it is Eurojank. I don't know how offensive the term Eurojank is in these circles. So I, I'm not sure if uh, another installment of the Stalker franchise was actually needed and if um, the novelty of that game, of that title, has worn off somehow. So I'm curious um, if the world is is actually enjoying uh, a new Stalker end of this year um, or if we will all agree at the end. Maybe it was okay to have three Stalker games in the past and then having it evolve into Metro and various other games. Yeah. Um but uh, it will be interesting to see. Yeah. Actually, Richard, you as our representative from the from the great land of, I don't know, Burgess and Polish video games. Yeah. Uh, it, it always seemed to me like uh, Eurojank was mostly applied to the Stalker games and to any Piranha Bytes RPGs like Gothic Risen. So correct? Exactly. Like I think that's 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 what people are thinking of when they think of that. They like it. It, it has a very specific flavor of broke. Like to me, it was also always like an, an implication of. It may be like you know broken, unpolished, but also like very ambitious. Like you know, too ambitious for yeah. their own good or their own budget. Could be. It, like it, it's weird. It's weird. Like 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 it, Fallout Three was broken. New Vegas was broken, but they didn't feel Eurojank to me in a weird way because well, they're from America. Yeah, but I, I think that there's there's a different flavoring to it. Like I don't know that 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 would. It's weird. I, I I might actually have to look more into the the idea of Eurojank. But um, to me, to me, it always felt like people use that term for like, "Hey, this game is very ambitious and it tries to do a lot of stuff." Semi good, like you know, maybe not yeah. like not even the case of like this is buggy. Just like, hey, you know, this is 
this is not as polished as it could have been because like these guys had a smaller budget and they were trying to do like a hugely ambitious game with like you know huge scope or something like that. that that's that's what always positive. felt to me how um, how people use the term. I think that's a positive way of looking at it because like the other way of looking at it is like, hey, this game's broken because the developer fucking got it up his ass that you you, you as a combat soldier should be able to trip over your tactical bootlaces if you tie them wrong in the two hour prep session. While you're individually, you know, polishing and packing the bullets in the magazine, like they they get they get way too detail oriented for their own good. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. some of that comes yeah, out. Good point as well. it, it, it's like a Tarkov, you know. It's like um, like hey, it is so hardcore that uh, if your your visor gets shot previously, it leaves a permanent hole on there, and it's like yeah, but I just fell through the floor four times and exploded. I think it comes a little bit from the idea that like going against um, established genre conventions. Yeah. Um, which yeah, mostly yeah. means okay this stuff works but we want to try it differently um, but there might be a reason why that stuff works in the first place like uh, the control scheme of gothic as an example <laughs> uh, but at the end you you end up with a product which is uh, eurojank or janky as fuck but um, still has a few things which um, maybe even um, move the, the genre itself forward like to be honest stalker one was heavily influential but at the end, when you think about uh, stalker-influenced games, you mostly end up with um, very narrow, streamlined single-player experience like Metro. But even they go back to the little bit more like open-world route. So what's left of stalker? Is it actually like the, the Eurojank gameplay elements or is it more the setting and, and some um, um, portions of the atmosphere and look and feel of that game? Mm. I think the atmosphere, like uh, the, the setting, is a huge part, right? Uh, yeah. I cannot imagine a stalker game being called Stalker if it's not set in the zone. I mean, you also, have, you have talk maybe of Metro, etc. Like, the new, the new one's set in Portland. That would actually be nice. But um, yeah, did, did it ever feel to you like there was a a, a like a resurgence and interest in Stalker, incidentally, after Modern Warfare? Because obviously that that brought like uh, Pripyat as a as a um, you know, as a theater, as as a stage, um, to to a much larger audience. But I noticed some people were like, "Hey, man, this is really cool," and then others were like, "Hey, did you know there's a whole game set there?" Like, what, really? Mm, hmm. Not that I'm aware of. But I can hmm. tell you one more thing about Stalker. Um, if you like it to, to the video game, please, Basti. <laughs> I, I yeah. uh, if you like to do video game streams on Twitch or wherever, um, do yourself a favor and do not stream uh, stalker because you will like this uh, there's a there's a very high chance that you get all of a sudden out of nowhere a ton of viewers but it's the weirdest thing i've ever witnessed when you have uh, a shit ton of people in chat who all are new to your channel and your chat but they all know each other so they're basically checking if someone currently streaming Stalker go in there, know that game inside out, and then basically behave like a, like a group of, let's say, 20, 30, 50, 100 friends sitting in a cinema, in a privately booked cinema, and discussing that movie they have seen for 1,000 times already, but oh, constantly no. giving you advice. Like, do you want to give you no advice? And then someone else chimes in, oh, you're also there. Oh, okay, you're, you're watching this guy? How much does he know of the game? Oh, it's a first-timer. Ah, oh, okay, okay, it's a first-timer. Oh, I like sometimes watching first-timers. And this kind of, like, stuff, which feels super odd. I mean, at least you're enthusiastic. Oh, yeah. Studios, they're also mainly nice, but it's also a very, very weird feeling. Okay, so I'm taking notes here. Uh, on Richard's first three games, um, a games ranked 10 to 8, there's already uh, two overlapping games with Basti. 
So I'm going to keep track of this, keep tabs on how much uh, in bed you are, you guys are with each other these days. Did you, did you um, peep my list, Basti? No. <gasps> are you over my shoulder right now, Basti? Yes. Oh, that makes sense. Stalker. You know, like, in, like in, in, in a gene splicing future, I could see people buying like, you know, like their own miniature bus that they can have on their shoulder, like a monkey or a, or, or a parrot. Oh, that would be as long as he couldn't talk to anyone outside my household, because <laughs> that'd be bad. Hmm. Okay, Busty. Um, so uh, what's what's your what 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 are you get then number nine? No, you had number nine. No, no it's number eight. Num- what's, right. what, what's your number so, eight that hasn't been mentioned yet so far? Uh, number eight is Monster Hunter Rise for the Switch. Oh, you piece of shit! What, Richard? You have it as well? Uh, yeah. What's what? What is it for you? God damn it, you people! Uh, number one. Really? What? Really? Yeah. Fuck yeah! Wow. Yeah, you guys are you fucking. Have, you have Monster Hunter Rise before Elden Ring. Uh, yeah, because you know there's no official date on Elden Ring. Yeah. You know, and I'm trying to be realistic. I would have put it on my list if there would be yeah. an official date. Yeah, I mean, anybody who would have that on their list is being pretty dishonest about you know the the whole. I hope that none of us have that on our list because that's really dishonest. Yeah. Um, I'd be really disappointed. I agree. Really disappointed. Unconsolable. Yep. So, okay, uh, rise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, I, I put a good, I, I don't, I'm not the dude with thousands of hours in games. I play a lot of different games, um, but I put like 400 into world, got to the end game, did everything. Um, this looks awesome. Um, I am in the same way that I was hyped with Neo 2 where I was like this looks like a lot like the same fucking game um, this looks like a lot like the same fucking game but uh, the iterations are enough to get me excited so like I'm sitting there looking at like the, the gun lance and the hunting horn which is the stuff that I kind of main last time and I was like fuck yeah look at all these changes these look great um, I don't really care about the graphical downgrade too much but I'm a, I'm a, a like Monster Hunter World was probably got to be up there in my list of games of generation last time. So, yeah, this year that, that is the one I'm the most excited about. Okay, For me, and not and not Elden Ring because what the fuck doesn't even have a date. Okay, I'm surprised. Um, I, I probably would have rated it higher, but for me, Monster Hunter World was in, was in fact the first uh, Monster Hunter game I've ever properly pre- uh, played, thanks to Richard convincing me to yeah. that one. But I got also very late to the party. So I sunk in actually quite a good amount of hours into Monster Hunter World, but also felt like um, when I played that game, almost everyone I know has already like uh, stopped playing it. And when then uh, when the uh, expansion came out, everyone was just so far, far ahead that I had uh, issue catching up. So for me, oh. it will be very interesting to see because with Monster Hunter Rise, I want to start with a Monster Hunter game for the first time the day it comes out and see if I can still catch up, etc. But I enjoyed Monster Hunter World so much, even though it was for me like a very weird genre and I was never like sure if that will be something for me. Monster Hunter World turned out it was, so I'm very curious about Monster Hunter Rise. And maybe the next Monster Hunter game after Monster Hunter Rise will be uh, even ranked uh, better than uh, the uh, seventh place. I find it addictive. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I love the art style, though. Like, the the visual downgrade, um, while Monster Hunter World looks absolutely amazing, I actually like the the art style of Monster Hunter Rise. They're doing the best they can with the Switch. I mean, yeah. 
Okay, so um, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of overlap between you guys. Mm-hmm. No Elden Ring, surprising. I mean, because it doesn't um, have a date. Makes no That's sense fair. to put it on the list, right? No, I wouldn't. I don't see why anybody would put it on the list. Okay, so um, yeah, should should I start with my first three? Yeah, it's weirdo with your weird list that no one else has. So for number ten, I have a game that doesn't have a name yet, but it has a release date of coming out this year. Okay. Ooh. So I, I I dubbed it uh, Battlefield Next. Whatever the next Battlefield is. This is also on my list. Exactly, because um, I thought you know you you know I'm a bit of a graphics a tech whore. Um, Dice is always you know one of the companies or like the teams that sets new new standards or does new crazy stuff. And I have to say I'm very excited to see what they can do. Uh, with next generation consoles with a new Battlefield game. Um, there's already been a lot of talk that they you know, want to up the, the player count, maybe 64 versus 64, so 128 in total, which they've never done. Um, there's been rarely games that did it. Um, I think there was one... What was the one from, from the Delta Force guys from Novologic? They had a large one, GTF, Joint Task Force or something. There was 128 players or so. Get the fuck out. That's only four players. I don't know. Yeah, that that's and a, and and a horror game and a sci-fi game, but close enough otherwise to Battlefield, really. Well, I mean, um, the last couple of Battlefields were horrible. Oh, no! Like you just didn't play the last one, the one before you played quite a bit by your standards. Oh yeah, shit, that's true. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I obviously as I mentioned, like I don't know anything about it. It's just the fact that um, whatever you the first like you know the first next gen game from Dice is is. You know, something I'm definitely interested in seeing. I want to see you know what they do, new tech-wise, because obviously Frostbite is also one of the engines that always sets new visual standards. Yeah. Um, I would assume uh, it's either gonna be current day or near future. I cannot see them doing anything historic again after uh, World War One and Two. It's past day at this point. You can't. You got to go modern now. We're in. The, we're in the time of modern. We're not in the time of World War Two again. Exactly, or you know, maybe maybe something close, uh, you know, new. Because um, what was the one? Was it Battlefield twenty forty eight? Was it called or so? Yeah. yeah, the one with the Titans or so. That was also kind of cool, but um, of course, also it seems like Battlefield five maybe you know didn't live up to expectations. So from from EA certainly. Um, so I would assume that they're gonna go for something fairly safe, and also I mean Battlefield four has been seven years. Eight is gonna be eight years ago. Uh, it was at the launch of last generation. So, um, yeah, I think uh, a, a modern-day battlefield with today's technology, that could be something quite awesome. Maybe, my maybe bet, get some slight I, sci-fi shenanigans. My bet is that they go the other way. They, they, they set it at, like, around 2000 or the late 90s or whatever, and then they do a bunch of, like, weird nostalgizing of, like, these radios are so old-fashioned, junk, 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 and it's like a, uh, a weird mix. He has a Nokia that. phone. It's going to be like the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyways, whenever it's going to come out, I'm sure uh, I will try to, probably not overly successfully, try to get you guys into playing it with me yeah. a couple times. So it is on um, my Play 6, by the way? See? Uh, to chime okay, in. so that's like, just yeah, just quick note to chime overlap. In. Chime in. Chime. I'm, I'm, but I'm also like a little bit biased because I'm a huge uh, Battlefield uh, franchise fan, but also worked for EA and on Battlefield 4, so... Uh, <laughs> Fucking shills. Okay, my number nine is... Um, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. Yeah, sure. Um, also, my list plays there by his will alone. So you two now just we, now we both have as much overlap as Bastion. Yeah. 
no, you guys, you have three so far between you. Basti oh, yeah, and me, sure. we have now two. Basti is the great connector. Richard and me, so far, you know, zero, zero synergy. Basti is, you know, Basti brings the world and people together. That's because Basti just looks at the fucking title screen for a game and then gets the next one. He plays too much shit. For I was going to say, Basti doesn't, doesn't bring people together by actually playing games with them yeah. just by being excited for games with them. Okay. Um, you know. But yeah, uh, Dark Tides, um, I mean, I've been recently playing Vermintide 2 uh, with friends. It's just, it's so much fun. I, personally, I enjoy Vermintide more than Left 4 Dead, which I know is going to be crazy to some people. Others may understand. And me too. Um, it's yeah. a better I, I game. The... Vermintide is, is just uh, amazing. One and two play them. Yeah, Vermintide. I play two. There's no actual reason to play one anymore, to be honest, if sure. you have two. Um... I, I, obviously, I love the, the 40k universe. The only reason I don't have it higher on my list is um, obviously there's other games that I'm more excited for because, um, you know, with, with multiplayer games, of course, it's always like the little bit of tricky thing. It's like, you know, I, I cannot be just excited for this by myself because it's, I'm always reliant, unless, of course, you want to play with strangers, which is totally fine. But like, if you want to play it with friends, it's always like, you know, when and how can I play this? I'm reliant on other people, which is, um, of course, a, a you know, handicap compared to a single player game which is like I want to play this now so I'm going to do this so you're saying you're lacking friends true no I'm not lacking friends per se Um, I recently ran and started running to the issue that you know I still mentally uh, think that I'm a teenager and all of my friends are starting to do shit like I don't know get children true like I'm I'm right now on a hot streak of of people that I play a lot of multiplayer games with Instead, you know, being selfish and thinking I should get kids, so that's um, that's a downer right there. But um, you know, oh, they're I'm just sure looking it'll be a great game otherwise. They're just looking to make somebody who can play multiplayer games better than you. So far, great success. Or otherwise, they they're working you know, towards the future, like to make sure that I will also in 15 years still have people to play multiplayer with, which is smart. Actually, oh. that, looking at it that way, I appreciate it. A dark future. Okay, so far I have a game that's coming out this year that doesn't have a name. I have a game that's coming out this year that has a name. And also, it's going to be day one on Xbox Game Pass for the Busties Among Us. Mm-hmm. And my number eight uh, has a name. It's, it doesn't have a date yet, but I still want to think it's going to come out this year. And that is the latest you know, um, masterpiece from our Lord and Savior, Starfield. Which I kind of get, I guess. Has it actually dated 2021? Have they said anything about this fucking video game other than it's space? Um, It's an RPG. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) They've they've done a lot of work on the engine. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It will be fabulous. It will be uh, multiplayer. You can do everything. No, for for me, you know, it's kind of like... the, the same reason that I was immediately excited for for Overwatch at the time, just the fact that a team whose you know whose work I've loved over the years is for the first time in 15 or 20 years doing a new universe, a new a new game IP. And um, I think that is always something that's exciting. You know, in general, I think people you know want to be excited for new stuff, new IPs, yeah. etc. And in this case, you know, it's a genre I like. It's a a team who again whose previous work. Um, especially with the Elder, um, uh, Elder Scrolls games. I loved a lot. So I'm very excited to see what they're doing here. Yeah. Um, of course, it could be that when it comes out, I'm not into it at all. And then Dude. I have to wait for people Dude. to, to mock like Randy that. Savage into it. Don't be like that. Look, I mean, look, it, we all know how it works, right? Some team gets a pedigree doing like fantasy fantasy games. And when they do a futuristic game, it's always super successful. Like, what's the problem? Every time. I mean, they try, you know, try to change it up a little bit. It's, it's going to be great. 
we'll see we'll see uh, well, first of all of course we'll see if it's coming out this year or not um i like to think that it would um unless maybe microsoft then feels because of course by then it's gonna be a microsoft game that uh you know they don't need halo and starfield as two big holiday titles and then starfield maybe comes out next year spring or so we'll see um either way it's gonna be interesting to see yeah so yeah, okay, that's what my first three. Um, I have two overlaps with Busty. That's cool. Busty is the man. Um, Busty, so why don't you take us through your numbers seven, six, and five, unless they've already been mentioned somehow. All right, uh, motherfucker. No, no whammy. It, it, this is this is to make it or break it. If you if you just if you somehow copied my homework. All right. What? I'm, I'm judging you on this. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. The, trial time. It's it's spoiled already because uh, place uh, seven is warmer dark tide because holy shit I love vermintide and uh, just vermintide and 40k sign me in mm-hmm. so much looking the forward to looks this cool. game. Um, yeah. Six is new battlefield mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. five is also a game we almost know nothing about but it has a release date with uh, I think November 2021. No. Or a rumored release date? I'm not sure anymore. It's about. Oh, is that this year? Yeah, it says I 2021. Would, I would bet good money on that game not being out this year. I don't think it, was, it will, but it's it not this year. the point. Okay. They said it is yeah. this year. They said it is this year. Really? Who said that? I, I've never seen anybody put a date Internet on that. Internet rumors. God damn it! You can hear my clicky keyboard now. We can't. Uh, okay. We can't make fun of from, from, from the rumors release subreddit. We can't make fun of Marcel for putting Elden Ring on there if you do the same thing. It says November 10 on <laughs> TechRadar.com. Fucking damn it! That is. It is in a my huge box opinion, on Google if you type it in. That's bullshit. November 10. To be honest, I I do not even think it will come out this year. But it has a release date, according yeah, to TechRadar.com. Okay, and, um, okay, fair enough. Even though... Is, is this how we play this, Richard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah. I have a point here, Richard, right? No, you totally wait, wait, kicked wait, wait, the legs wait. out of our Elden Ring. No, no, no. no. Making fun if of I ourselves. type I'm going to assume it's just going to come out the same Ring day as Star- Starfield, because Synergy... It Holy says shit. 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not okay. even a month. Mm-hmm. So the game is out yet. Mm-hmm. Get it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. And there's uh, George R. R. Martin I'm in it. Personally, personally, playing, I. Uh, an Elden with a ring. I think I think there's a good chance that Avowed is going to be on my top 10 list in, a year from now for 2022. <laughs> okay. Wild January prediction. I just want to see what what, what, uh, Obsidian does. Like, going to be great. You don't care anybody because it's on Game Pass and that's all you need. Yeah. It's my Game Pass 2021 rumor of uh, this year. Okay, fair enough. Okay, Richard, do you have anything new that hasn't been mentioned yet on 765? All my 765s are different. Well, we'll see about that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Let's see if there's any pickup on this. All right. Okay. Let's go. Number seven. Bravely default two. That's my honorable mention. Yeah. All right. Um, Special mention list. I like Final Fantasy games. I like job systems. That looks like it's doing that. I'll play it. Uh, I wanna. I wanna finish uh, World of Final Fantasy first, but I'll. I'll play that shit. That shit looks like some some old school RPG. 
kind of digging it. I'm, in I'm torn if I should get that or not, simply for the reason, as I discussed with you the other day, I still have one outstanding uh, Switch Online coupon that I need to use up, I think, by March. Yeah. Sometimes. So I, it's either going to be that, I guess, or Link's Awakening. Well, you could also use it on my number six, uh, Mario 3D World, hmm. which I want to get. Unlikely. I didn't play it on. I didn't play it on fucking Wii, and everybody says it's really dope. So, I will uh, wait till it comes out. I'm looking forward to the the content, the new Is stuff. Is it that a they sixty dollar re-release with nothing changed about it? Probably it's Nintendo. Yeah. But whatever. Um, I I uh, I'm I'm occasionally if I haven't played the game before, then then whatever. I get it. I, I don't usually want to play for game pay pay a full price for games I own or. Uh, endorse things like whatever the fuck they did with 3D All-Stars, because that's just fucking tragic. But, um, but yeah, for 3D World, yeah, I want to I play it. Okay, and, fair enough. And we're going down to five, right? You're going down to your five, yeah. All right, uh, number five is Psychonauts 2. That was, uh, I, I had a lot, like, that was for a long time on my number 11, and then essentially, in the end, didn't make it into the list. It also made it on yeah. a special uh, mentions list, yeah. Yeah, it's it's important that you guys, you know, don't don't keep, uh, you know, the, the sequel to one of the greatest, um, one of the greatest games ever made, and, and instead you just have, I don't know, I guess whatever Dice is doing, maybe a battle royale. It's good. So I see how it is. I see how well, we it already is. did a battle royale. Do, 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 I don't know do, do, what he cared do. really. Yeah, no, I was I was kind of giving you a free out on that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I am a big Psychonauts fan. Um, I think it's kind of peak, uh, peak, peak Wolpa. Uh, I like I like pretty much what he does. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, whenever whatever that dude's writing, I'm usually I'm usually kind of following through on. Um. But yeah, I really like Psychonauts one. It looks like more of that. So bring it on. That shit was dope. It definitely looks very cool. Um, yeah. I'm gonna play that as soon as it's out. Has anybody done the the vibing cat meme vibing to the battlefield main theme so far? Yeah. Because I can totally see it. Yeah. Okay, I'll Google that later. Nice. Good stuff. Good good stuff. Cat meme people. Okay, um, so there was... Um, Basti, I assume you didn't have any of that on your list? Well, you said like Psychonauts as an honorable mention, which doesn't strictly uh, count. basically only on my, my special mentions list, yeah. Okay, um, then should I take over with my next three? Yeah. So number four, uh, it doesn't have a date yet. Wait, why are you on number four? Did you already do your 765? Did I miss it? Oh, you're smart. I like you. Poo. You're smart. You're a smart Poo. guy. Poo. Uh, okay, uh, uh, my number seven is uh, a ruined king a league of legends story i think is the full name oh the, because, um, the, the rpg yeah because i love battle chasers and this essentially really and i'm saying this like in the most you know positively nicely uh you know complimentary way this looks like a league of legends reskin of battle chasers um you know which obviously are two come things on, i love man. so i'm totally on, there for it. come on but, like right right games doesn't just fucking reskin popular titles like come on well, it's not developed by Riot. It's developed by Airship Syndicate, um, the, the new studio, like who made Battle Chasers, like the the new studio from uh, Joe Matt. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Battle Chasers. Combat was great. Art style was great. The world was fun to explore and you know look around, find st- find stuff, secrets. Um, so I'm sure yeah. Rune King is going to be more of that only now with the League of Legends IP. So hopefully that means also, of course, it's going to have you know a lot more players than Battle Chasers, and a lot more people are going to see that that studio makes really cool, uh, fun like old school RPGs. Um, I'm excited for that. That's going to be great. 
League of Legends lore. True, Dark Side of Genesis was also good. Looking game. at the artwork, though. Okay, got six more my, my number six, speaking of things that look absolutely stunningly beautiful in my mind, uh, I forgot the name of the rest of the name, so I just put down Ratchet. What is it? Twist in Time or something? No. No, no that's. Is it? No. Isn't that Twisting crash? and Timing. No, that's crashed. Timing you, and twisting. It's like a dink. It's like, uh, I think it's called Brave New World. Wait, let me look this and up. And portals. Yeah. The next one is called... A Link uh, Between... A Link to the Past. That's what it's Rift called. Rift Apart. Ratchet and Clank. Rift Apart. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, the new one for the PS5. Um, the last Ratchet game, I think I've already gushed about it several times on this podcast. The previous yeah, episode. The movie. Um, the last game was... Uh, you know, one of my hidden gems of, of the last generation. I've finished it several times. I think it is still one of the prettiest games, uh, you know, just just artistically and how clean everything looks. Um, when people talk about, you know, like video games that, that look like a playable Pixar thing or something, that's just a game that comes to my mind. Um, uh, Insom- uh, Insomniac has been one of the best developers in my mind of the past generation with Spider-Man, with Sunset Overdrive, with Ratchet. They made a ton of great games. So literally, I, I cannot almost not fathom this game not being great and i'm very much looking forward to playing that this year it also looks you know like um next gen for whatever that that moniker that overused moniker is worth but you look at that and you're like yeah this is gonna look so great anybody else got that on your list no no mm-hmm. no. Okay, no i guess your haters it's fine it's fine okay uh, next up on my number five is uh, Mass Effect Legendary Collection. Because Bingo. I figure, you know, if somebody has, if somebody remakes three of the best RPGs, including you know, Bioware's best game, I think in my mind probably, uh, and remakes that for, oh, sorry, remasters that for What's important for new Remaster. for new uh, consoles, um, that's going to be great. That's going to be dope. I look forward to playing those games again because I never replayed them. I always just played them right as they came out. So um, it's been you know between what now um, nine and twelve years or something for me for playing Mass Effect. So yeah. I'm looking forward to playing that again, and um, I hope that's going to be 60 FPS on console, and it's going to be great. Basti, what number did you put down that? Number three. Put because down I that. I really, 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 really want to play Mass Effect again, and I'm absolutely ready for uh, Renegade Dingus playthrough. Can't wait. See, that's can't, my problem. That's my that problem again. with with video games and Bioware games in general. Like, even if I replay stuff, I usually end up taking the same dialogue options because I cannot bring myself to being a jerk. Yeah, but that's why, fucking, that dude. That's why Mass Effect Two is so dope because, like, you just play Paragon, but you do all the Renegade reactions, yeah. and then you're just a fucking cool ass. Yeah, you're laser, just a cool ass. Laser dude. Shepard is amazing. Even like, though- like I don't want to. I don't need to punch Jessica Chobot. I mean, unless it's in real life, but like. I don't need to punch Jessica Chobot, but like when the when the guy's like, "What are you going to do to stop my evil?" and then you just can like interrupt him by shooting him in the face four times, like that's fucking awesome. 
Yeah, and you still come out as a yeah, paragon. Sure, right? Yeah, but yeah, like, but that you know, that's 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 different. Yeah, I I, can, I cannot be a jerk to people who are in need or something. Like, yeah, that guy in the face, that's not a jerk thing. <laughs> right, but it's still a renegade option. Like, it's still a renegade option. Like, all the coolest shit in two is is renegade options, yeah. like mid combo, where it's like it's like find a way into this thing, and then like you just. <laughs> It, like you can talk to the mechanic and try to bribe your way in, but the renegade option is just like you're working too hard, and then he just fucking electrocutes that son of a bitch. It's fucking dope. Kicking but they are, they windows. are, they are left trigger. Yeah, throwing people out of windows. They are left trigger renegade options, and then people are like, "You're a loose cannon," and it's like, whatever. At least I didn't fucking punch Jessica Chobot. I wish I could remember more renegade, actual renegade stuff. Also, I'm curious if they will do anything. Wasn't that, wasn't that in Mass Effect Three, Jessica Chobot? I don't know. Like in the second, there is another annoying reporter or something. No, the the same annoying reporter is in all three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The annoying, adoring fan following you around is like a Bioware cliche. It's like the the guy in Anthem that is played by uh, Joel Trulio. Yeah, no, but no. In in Mass Effect, it's always the guy who's like, who interviews you and he pretty much, he's like a Fox News reporter. Yeah, he he always tries to paint me as a non not as benevolent as I actually am. Correct. Person. Um, but we already went through your seven to five, right? Yeah, everybody's so, done their seven to five. Then I'll just keep going. Uh, my number four <laughs> is a game that doesn't have a release date of this year officially, but mm-hmm. I've already played it last year. Um, it's it's a strong contender for game. Oh, of are we doing this early access thing? Out, and it's Baldur's Gate three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which I guess, you know, for an RPG and fantasy fan, it's probably not too controversial to yeah. rank Baldur's Gate 3 highly based yeah. on, you know, the the um, reputa- well-earned reputation that Larian has by now. And what I've played so far of it is definitely very promising and fun. Um, and I'm looking forward to, you know, playing more of that in a in a more final state at some point this year, hopefully. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait for it to be out. But Same. you don't have, and neither of you has it on your list. I yeah, I mean, aware that it is set for 2021, is it? Well, it came out last year, and they said they they expect to be for a year or so at least in in early access. For Which they according, expect according to be to my math, for a year or so at least. Okay. Hmm. hmm. Exactly, and like you know, uh, if you take a year from September, you end up in September of I'm this just saying, year. Just like, saying, if you or type so. in no. how much is or so? You get the date in a big box, 2021, November 10. Or so. No, without an or so. Or so. I mean, look, look. if, if this is already controversial, then you're going to love my number three because that does not have a date whatsoever. Is it ever Elden Ring? It has been announced at Gamescom 2017. Uh, it's Age of Empires 4. Oh. oh, yeah, that is still a thing, right? Huh. It is still a thing. Um, in a blog post over the Christmas break, they said that they are at a stage where they're doing daily playtests and uh, that the game is really coming together, but they still need more time, which, you know, to me, red like, okay, it could be this year, it could not be this year. Um, in any case, um, you know, Age of Empires 2 is is probably very high on my list of potential candidates for that classic question of what's your one game you're going to take to to your lonely island with you. Um, so yeah, lonely island concert or like a lonely island. Both. Okay. Same thing. I right? would if if I went to a lonely island uh, concert, I would take Age of Empires 2 in a in a classic big box and ask Andy Samberg to sign it. Samberg, sign my 
Age of Empires 2 classic big box. Because I I, sw- I bet you nobody's ever asked him to sign that. Like you know, just Most like likely. hey, sign my sign my body or something. Probably all the time. But like Age of Empires, I bet never happened before. True. See. True. Julio. I guess the only thing to do is to get Age of Empires tattooed on you and ask him to sign that. Then you got both. But in any case, you know, uh, Relic uh, makes great RTS games. Uh, I love Age of Empires. I'm super happy that anybody's because right now it's honestly it's the only big time um, RTS game that's in development at all that we know of anywhere in the industry. So you know, it feels like a lot of of, of a lot is riding on that game for the whole genre. Um, it looks graphically amazing, super detailed. I'm very, very excited to play Age of Empires 4. Uh, hopefully, you know, if they if you do any pre-release testing or so this year, uh, I can sneak my way into that. We'll see. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, and then I come to my number two, which um, doesn't have a release date, mm-hmm. obviously. But mm-hmm. I still, I firmly believe it's going to come out this year. Mm-hmm. If not, there's 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 a problem. Uh, and that is Overwatch 2. Uh, oh, does the line go? That, that 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 thing existed, right? That was announced a while ago. And then... Yeah, you remember the trailer? Like, Will yeah. Smith turns to Tracer and he's like, what are we, some kind of Overwatch now? What? That's how that trailer went. It's like, is Overwatch back? Yeah, it was It was announced at BlizzCon 2019. So yeah. that is has been a while now. Um, was there BlizzCon, any news, any update it, it, on that? anything yeah no that is and that is like oh. the weird thing to me is like that that blizzcon they announced two new games they announced diablo 4 which ostensibly is the one that's much further out than overwatch 2 uh diablo 4 really last year um every quarter they released a very lengthy in-depth detailed blog post detailing what they've been working on all the progress they made like super detailed stuff you um, might as well just call those updates please don't be mad at us for the mobile game Actually, the mobile game is getting really, really good buzz right now. I'm just saying, that doesn't and, mean that uh, doesn't for, mean that that's not. What? That that doesn't make what I said not true. I mean, wasn't there with that? Honestly, I don't think anybody cares is is worried about that anymore. Ever since they announced the fourth one, my but, my theory um, is still that they started talking about the fourth one more to get uh, get off the the do you have phones badness. Wasn't that the, the, the weird thing was that Overwatch Nobody was talking 2, about that at that point anymore. Nobody was talking about it. You can still play it if you have Overwatch 1 base game. Like some, some, something weird, Marcel, um, help me out here. Um, how? Yes, and that, that is also that is also to me, that is you know, very emblematic of how gamers are stupid. Yeah. So the way it works is if you own Overwatch 1, then all the versus content from Overwatch 2 is going to be a free update for you. So like essentially you're going to make Overwatch, you know, a, a platform. Um, and if you just own Overwatch 1 and you say, I just want to play versus as before, you get all the new maps and heroes and everything for free. And you buy Overwatch 2 if you want to have like the co-op and, you know, the single player stuff. Okay. And that has been super weird to me because if you look at it, that is by far the most consumer-friendly way I've ever seen anybody do a multiplayer game sequel, you know, because it's like, hey, just for for the stuff you've been playing so far, all of your progress carries over, all of your skins, all of your stats, whatever, and you get all the new content for free, and you just buy this if you want the single-player stuff. And, like, somehow for a lot of people, oh, it's not a real sequel, it's Overwatch 1.5. I'm like, motherfuckers, what do you want? Like, you know, if somebody asks you to pay 60 bucks again for a multiplayer sequel, you're happy with that. If somebody says like, "Hey, you can buy this new thing, but all of the multiplayer stuff is free," 
it's suddenly what I, I don't get it like honestly I don't get it it's so fucking weird to me they want to pay for the multiplayer let them pay for it like I cannot like explain this to me like Bobby fucking Codex Activision is like okay a significant part of this new game that we're working on the new content is going to be free for everybody who bought the last game and people look, are bitching about look, it I don't get it Richard explain this um um okay the only thing i know about overwatch is not technically from blizzard channels if if you know what i'm saying so are you going to answer my question or not yes i'm trying to um the internet is what's bad and you should look at it less that's actually the other thing I'm going to do this year. Like my my plan, my plans for this year are look less at the internet and get married. So we'll see how that shakes out. It, yeah, um, look less at the internet because that's obviously a dumb opinion, and yeah. you shouldn't worry about it because Blizzard's going to put the game out and it's going to do fine because it's fucking Overwatch and none of that shit's going to matter. Do you? Do you? Let me ask. I'll, I will ask you an if then question. Do you have okay. phones? Do you guys have phones? No, I have two phones lying in front of me right now. Stop looking at them. I need to look at them to see what time it is. Nope. Doesn't matter what time it is. You're you're on survival mode now. Look at your Apple Watch. See? Okay. Problem solved. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, um, I, honestly, I, I didn't get that controversy at all. Again, I can only say that in my memory, as somebody who plays a lot of multiplayer games... This is by far the most consumer-friendly anybody has ever handled that. Just like carry all over your stuff and all the new content is free for you. And if you want to play co-op, then buy this new stuff. Um, yep. As Basti mentioned, like there hasn't been any updates about it last year at all, which has been fucking weird to me. But also there is the magnificently named BlizzCon line next month. And I'm sure there's going to be updates. And hopefully, if rumors are true and, like, you know, timing-wise, it would make sense to me that maybe, um, you know, public testing or so starts shortly afterwards in, in spring or so of this year. And then I guess maybe late summer or so, fingers crossed, the game could come out. Look, I'm just saying one more thing to, to Overwatch 2. They, they did fucked it up. They should have just uh, not giving away the multiplayer component for free. And then next time they announce something like uh, Diablo Mobile or whatever... Starcraft 3 mobile 4 yep. mobile um, they just say oh and by the way on a side note we're giving away the Overwatch 2 multiplayer component for free maybe we'll see but uh, actually funnily enough you know like the, to, to end a funny year um, you know end of this year end of last year on Twitter at the same time that a lot of people were super down and angry with Cyberpunk I've seen a lot of people be very hyped and greatly enjoying playing Diablo Immortal. So that's, you know, that's, um, we're, we're truly, truly finally living in bizarre world in any sense. I agree but, with the same thing because it must be, it must be bizarre world where people are like, Hey, uh, CD project red, you should really be more like no man's sky. Mm-hmm. Like warp, warp back in time and tell me that that's a conversation you ever thought would fucking happen. I did not, but yeah, you know, these are these are weird times. Um, so I think initially the first round it was Richard. So yeah. then Basti. So Richard, why don't you take us through your five to sorry? Well, my four, four, to, three, four to two, four three, four, three two. Uh, sure. Uh, number four, Disgaea six. Disgaea six is coming out. Nice. So yeah, yeah it's not nice. It looks it looks interesting. Well, it's the first time that they're getting. So, I mean, graphical upgrades in Disgaea are pretty rare because they started out with essentially fucking PS2 fonts. 
or PS PS one sprites on a fucking PS two game. Then uh, then in one of those sequels they they upresed them so that they weren't all pixely anymore. So that's really nice. Same same fucking same sprites though. Uh, now now they're three D. So which is welcome weird to, to the me. future. Yeah, whatever. I mean, like, like the fighter looks like the fighter. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think six games plus. Uh, if you get into like Phantom Brave or Makai Kingdom or La Pucelle Tactics, like if you get into that shit, there's plenty of um, there's plenty of indicators out there that tells you that that Nipponichi does not give a fuck about graphics and their strategy and their tactics games. I mean, they kind of step it up for like Clockwork Knight and all that shit and other games, but uh, like. They, they 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 clearly don't care if you buy these things for looking good. Um, the interesting stuff for me is actually fucking. This is gonna sound weird, but like they put in um, they put in auto battling, and uh, what? yeah yeah they put in auto battling and they put in like a. It looks like a. It is essentially the gambit system from FF12, where you're like you're like um, setting their AI like what to do in this situation, do this in this situation. Um, on like a like a weird flowchart looking thing. Um, so I'm I'm actually really looking forward to making my units be good at auto battling because there's a lot of like when you when you go into level up items or you go into like uh, level up characters, there's a lot of of rapid floor clearing that you that you end up doing sometimes, and yeah. it can feel it can feel a little grindy and not very puzzly fun. Um, but the idea of like constantly tweaking my my uh my team to do good at that automatically and then do it very very quickly um is 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 it, it, it reminds me of kind of like when they did that Pac-Man DX thing where you just eat like 50 fucking ghosts at once I can see that work with a Disgaea game no yeah yeah it's like all right I've spent hours tweaking my unit to be good at auto battling now fuck up 10 floors in like 30 seconds like that's 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 my shit right there Honestly, um, I think stuff like that makes a lot of sense. Like there, there is at a certain point, I feel in turn-based games, um, or like you know, even with stuff like like Total War. So there's always those battles where like, okay, this is just gonna be a waste of time because like you know, there's not any question that I go, I'm gonna win this because it's gonna be so one-sided, but it's still gonna take time. Yeah. Um, and like it, same with with turn-based games. So honestly, I think stuff like that makes a lot of sense. Especially I mean, it's still it's games, the grind is so hardcore uh, in later portions yeah. of the game. So. Yeah, they, they definitely are, are loving that late game grind and I think this is an interesting way to, to get to the meat of that. I mean, especially since like their their main story levels end up being like more puzzly anyway, so you're not going to be able to do that for that. Um, well, at least. Um, but uh, but yeah, that looks that looks really fun. Uh, every, every time I, I get into this guy and every time I'm like... I pass the the main stage and I'm just like motherfucker I can't do this shit anymore but hopefully this is like a weird interesting thing to to maybe get me to push a little deeper into some of the awesome post game stuff that they have still haven't played much of 5 yet hmm it's fucking dope yeah, I loved uh, 3 right. and 4 sunk hundreds of hours into that uh, into these two but um yeah. stopped after got distracted by something because you know as I usually do as soon as I get my first trophy or achievement for a game I stop playing yeah it. yeah that, that, that's the end credits for you uh, number three, yeah. Um, Elite Dangerous Odyssey. They're they're doing is space. Is that like... a new game? Yeah, they sell it as a separate thing. Oh yeah, tell really? me about it because it seems oh, like I, I completely that. missed it. Yeah, it's a, it's the same it's the same game. But they've been selling their they've been selling their uh, their expansions as fucking as like standalone shits for a while. What is uh, it? it? It space legs. You can walk around as a person. 
So, so okay, obviously that's not a big deal for the, you guys. The Chris Roberts experience without sinking one or the or the of, or the, of dollars in years. Yeah, or the or the No Man's Sky experience, just a little more serious. Um, so it's uh, it's walking around. I don't think they've shown like ship interiors yet, which is going to be the the other the other half of that. Um, but uh, they have atmosphere on landable planets now, which is which is also something that the the community's been asking for a long time. So like you can land on planets as part of their their second expansion. Um, but the only thing to really do there was to drive around dune buggies and shit. Like there's missions around that, but they're always like non-atmospheric planets so it's like always going to look like you're on a uh the moon you know or like uh like on an asteroid or whatever um so they are they're adding that and uh like first like there, there's a bunch of fps mechanics like you can have a gun and shoot stuff and take missions and walk around um so i, I shooting stuff in space uh you can also shoot stuff in space you can shoot stuff in space you can shoot stuff on the ground in a dune buggy and you can shoot stuff on the ground with your with your gun Why stuff. is Star Citizen still a thing or not a thing? It's Schrödinger's uh, thing. Like I mean, there's I builds... About Elite, I'm like, wh- why Star Citizen? Why? There's builds of Star Citizen that come out and those guys love them. So, I mean, they're, they're, we've, we've, we've discussed this before. They're doing yeah. something fucking right. But uh, Elite is the game that I find myself um, coming back to and breaking out the HOTAS for and, uh, and getting strangely into until uh, something that they do fucks it up for me and ruins all my fun. Uh, like where they're like, oh, it looks like you were actually making money doing this. Let's balance that into the fucking dirt. So you have to grind forever. Um, we'll see if they keep doing that shit because they they get really weird about it. But yeah, um, I'm 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 looking forward to it. I, I'll I'll pick that game back up. I'll buy a bunch of uh, ships. I'll probably spend an ill-advised like three bucks on a uh, voice pack so that my ship can talk to me. Three uh, bucks, uh, only it? three bucks. Imagine how you. Well, I think they range. I'm not no sure. Range. You gotta you gotta wait for the sales, man. You gotta wait for the sales. So not saying, not saying three hundred bucks, you're saying three bucks. Yeah, no, they they went to they went to like points too. So it's been a while since Crazy. I've done that shit. <laughs> okay, yeah. fair enough. And your number two. My number two, since we've already talked about my number one, but my number two is uh is Hitman three. I'm fucking That makes sense. I'm in a fucking I'm in a bizarrely stoked place for Hitman three, baby. I will uh, I buy that game because of you, Richard. Because uh, I heard so many, so many good things about uh, one and two, and I played the old games but never got into the newer ones. And thanks to your praise, I will absolutely go into the uh, get into the, the the new Hitman game. Well, that's the it beauty part, Basti. Right? Like it does. It comes out on the on the Epic Store. No, January. January on the Epic Store, and then I think September for everything else. The beauty part, Bastia, is that I and I, you might have to look this up because I'm not sure how it works nowadays because I've bought them all as they've come out. But the, the, the Hitman one and two are definitely in three, and you unlock your unlock progress it, it, it carries oh, carries over and all that shit. Okay. So like you can to- like I'm doing it now, like uh, to get ready for three. I'm or I'm replaying one and getting into two because I bought two and never touched it. Oddly. Like I bought it, and then I was like, "All right, I can't wait for all my mm-hmm. progress that I've painstakingly done, like all these uh, awesome challenges and stuff. Like I, I can't wait for that to carry over." And they're like, "Nah, it doesn't. Fuck you." And I was like, "God damn it!" But it does now. So, um, I just finished one again last night, and I'm gonna get into two. Um, and now that I have all the stuff from two in one, like they uh, they had the briefcase and all that stuff. Look, they're great. Um, the 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 narrative stuff is. Uh, if you're if you're getting it just as a narrative experience, I'd say it's going to be maybe a little thin because like very all all of their main missions are pretty much a 
light tutorial on how to work in the environment in the sandbox level that they're demonstrating. So it's like, hey, the mission in Paris is pretty much how you can kind of like move around Paris and what's going on in Paris. And the real meat of that content is like doing the escalations, which is um, is a repeatable mission where it's like, all right, step level level one of this escalation is kill the general. Level two is kill the general and steal the documents. Level three is kill the general, steal the documents, do it without getting seen. All this stuff. Um, it, there's a lot of so if you're into the game loop, if you're into the get in, kill somebody, get out thing, which is very, very fulfilling to me, that's a lot of fun. Um, and lastly, I will say that the online stuff is pretty great. You can make your own contracts and have your friends play them. That's a lot of fun. And uh, the elusive target, I don't think I've ever had my heart pound as much as doing a elusive target, which is just a mission where you get like one chance to kill a target. Did you kill Sean Bean? I did kill Sean Bean. I killed that yeah. motherfucker. I killed that motherfucker and like getting out because like after every assassination, like you, you shoot the guy that's like, all right, I get to an exit before anybody, you know, finds out it was you and kills you. And like calmly, calmly walking so that they wouldn't see me. Like calmly walking through the crowd to get to the exit while the music's just kind of ramping up. It gets more intense as you get close to the exit. Like that shit was insane because if you fuck it up, like if you don't kill Sean Bean, they, they're just like, you failed forever. Bye. And I and then think when, you're probably the only person on the planet who has never killed Sean Bean at this point. It's hard, man. Uh, when when three comes out and the elusive targets are on, we can find a way. Uh, I'll see if you can log onto my account. You can try one if you want. Like they're fucking yeah, yeah. something about like the the idea of something that you've done hundreds of times, but like now do it flawlessly once. Um, you 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 haven't seen this level. You don't know how this NPC operate, or you haven't seen how this NPC operates in this level. So you're not sure what to bring in. You're not sure how easy it's going to be. You're not sure where he's going to be alone. Um, and you get one fucking shot at it, like that's that's really dope. But uh, it's there's definitely a, a great, yeah. a great, you know, uh, spin on. Hey, how can we make you know a kind of like games as a service event thing, but for a single player game? Like it's it's, it's yeah, honestly, yeah. And some of the some of the multiplayer stuff is um is, is pretty cool too. With the uh, with the um, how was I going to say that? Like the ghost modes looked pretty neat. I I didn't get a chance to play those yet, but like the idea of like two people uh, competing in the same level to kill a target. Um, and they can't like kill each other. Like that shit was pretty neat. There's a lot of time. There's, there's a ton of content. If you, if you, it's definitely something where if like the game loop sounds exciting to you, there's a lot of that. If the game loop does not sound exciting to you, you're going to get something really thin. If you're just kind of going through it once, this is my opinion, but I'm really looking Fair forward enough. to it. Yeah. Busty, what's your four, three, two. So on um, number four, it's uh, halo cracks uh, redemption. It's actually is... my number one. I I I thought so. Um, I love the Halo so there's franchise. There's no Elden Ring on my list. Mm. Oh man, I thought I thought we were gonna get lucky. For whatever reason, with Halo Four and Five, I like I'm not necessarily dropped out of the Halo franchise, but um, maybe Halo uh, 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 Infinite can can uh, reignite the flame for the for the Halo series for me. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think they made a bold but right choice. I think uh, we all lived through the fact that it was not a, a launch game. It is fine. It is all right. And uh, it's going to be great. And Marcel will probably talk a lot more about that when we talk about our first uh, place. So my uh, next one is Mass Effect Legendary Edition. We talked about that already. Fuck yeah. Rusty is good, man. And uh, on place two is a game which is a little bit complicated for me because I got burned recently by my most favorite 
Pen-Paper-RPG-Franchises, Video-Game-Adaptions. Um, it's Vampire Bloodlines oh, 2. Okay. Hmm. And I'm really torn on that one because um, I'm really, really, really looking forward to this game. I think Bloodlines is a brilliant, broken uh, piece of, 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 of trash. It's right on the same um, spot for me with Fallout Las Vegas. Um, I absolutely adore Bloodlines. Um, I'm a huge sucker for the, the old pen paper, uh, World of Darkness um, setting. Um, have a huge collection of that books, etc. Um, but now to the but. I think maybe they take that legacy of a buggy, unfinished game a little bit too literal. We will see. Like the first footage I've seen, I like the trailers. I think we talked about that stuff in the previous episode. But it feels... It felt like also a little bit janky and weird. Some some of the animations and stuff I've seen, they have no experience with first-person games. They just fired uh, a Mitsoda. Um, no idea what's going on. They also let go of the other, like, uh, I think Allison was her name. Oh, no, she yeah. left on her own shortly after. All right, Alison. They um, fired their creative director. And Mitsoda was a huge influence on, Blood, on the writing of Bloodlines 1. And uh, when there's one thing which is really good about Bloodlines, and it's a writing. And while I'm not necessarily say, oh, a game cannot come together because like some some important lead persons uh, are not there anymore because I'm, I'm the biggest defender of, hey, a, a whole team makes a game. It's not, not part of like some, some rock star devs. Um, it is also like a lot of weird stuff on the horizon. I'm not sure. Like it does not like inspire confidence in that game. So I really, 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 really hope it will be good. I'm looking forward to it because I just love the the universe uh, to bits. It's my uh, probably like Marvel Avengers thing. But I'm also worried that it will turn out to be a really buggy broken mess. And while previously, uh, hence Deadly Premonition, I said some, some games are even fine when they are broken. Um, that is not always an excuse if you do a next installment of a game. Yeah, yeah. It sense. seems like the yeah. hype for that game has has really gone down between the delays, the firings, the departures. So, um, we'll see what comes out in the end. You'd say um, they're just, you know, they're they're masquerading as doing okay. So I completely lost track. I'll be honest. Uh, did we cover everything except everybody's number one? And well, we already Richard covered my number my one. My number one are out there yeah, anyway. So, Basti, what's your number one? My number one most anticipated game I'm looking forward to. If you say to, Elden Ring, I swear to God. Which not, has not a clear release date yet, oh, no. but still is on place one. It's a oh. Japanese game. Oh, no. And it is... Final Fantasy sixteen. Shin Megami Tensei Five. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, I love the Shin Megami Tensei franchise. Uh, yeah. Even though I'm a huge sucker for Persona, um, Shin Megami Tensei, uh, Lucifer's Call, aka Nocturne, is one of my all-time favorite RPGs of just all the time. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, I was I so hyped. putting that out too. Yeah, I was, I was uh, uh, hyped for the, the, exactly for the, for the remaster. Because playing that game again in a more easier um, setting um, is great. Because uh, no Dante, you can kiss my ass. No, oh, that's okay. But the 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 uh, character from uh, Devil Summoner is also fine. Um, give me so, Dante or give me Death. You can fight Death. Yeah. So technically. So, so I, yeah. Yeah. So, do yourself a favor if you play, uh, if you have never played uh, oh, Nocturne, aka Lucifer's Call, depending on which area you live. I think it's uh, the new one is just um, 
Nocturne, right? I'm not sure. Doesn't matter. Wait, play Noc- it on did, easy. Did they release it? Hmm? No, they will. Did they release it? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Play that. Yeah, that, that shit. That shit is uh, a, a fantastic fucking game, but difficulty spiky and yeah. A little play it if you do yourself a favor and play the new easy mode because Agreed. Persona is a very very easy. Or the Persona games are very very easy compared to Shin Megami Tensei. Because to- holy shit, the the um, main series uh, Tensei is so balls hard. Like it's really 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 hard. It's just weird. It's weirdly spiky. It's like you like, you feel yeah. like you're doing great, and then it's like, oh no, fuck you. Exactly. You're not. Go grind. Go grind. Come back in ten levels, motherfucker. And that is a game where like the the whole idea of like, okay, I have to be careful uh, about debuffs and how I buff my party and stuff. Like this is this is a make or breaker in that game series. If you yeah. don't follow that kind of like idea, you won't defeat any boss at a certain stage like the first one two three things are usually uh, kind of like tutorial but as soon as you go to the matador there's so much spotters i can say about nocturne and if you don't understand how buffing and debuffing uh, works you have a hard time so shimigami tensei 5 uh is really the uh, case i didn't that see I... that coming at all i have to say i didn't see ah. that coming as your number one at all i have to say what, what did you think his number one was going to be robusty yeah actually a very good question mm. um honestly like uh, no no for basti honestly no clue just not that for for richard i was sure it was going to be elden ring um i so. i also i have a hard time getting like yeah i'll get it i'll get whatever they they put out they've already won so it's like it's hard for me to like super look forward to it especially if they don't say shit about it um i guess the only thing i'd be interested in is like how how from soft are they going to make elden ring yeah um, you know, uh, cause I, I think, I think they, I think I, 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 for some reason I, I get the feeling that people are expecting them to make like a, a much more accessible game and I'm not sure that they're going to do that. Um, so I, yeah, I, 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 I have to see more about it. I, but then again, they've not, they've not failed me in the last fucking six games they've put out. So I'll get it. So it was, it was on my, it was on my kind of also thinking about list along with like Atomic Heart and like two other games but it's it's hard to get it was like i didn't get hyped for sekiro when their when their only trailer was like the weird arm and it was like stuff's gonna kill you like all right yeah we'll, we'll see but yeah i mean for me i was i was torn uh if if halo should be on on, on number one or not because what? um but see this the thing is for example like with, with with the other stuff on my list um with with overwatch 2 for example, I think there is no way I'm not going to enjoy it. Like, even if the single-player stuff falls flat, um, I still love the multiplayer and just having your know, new maps, new heroes, and so it's going to be great, and I know I'm going to enjoy that. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, I already played a little bit. I know I'm going to enjoy that. With Halo, I really, really want to want to enjoy it. Like, I really hope I'm going to love it, because, you know, as you know, Halo has had a... Um, Huge, huge part, you know, in, 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 in my past, inspiring me to work in gaming. Also, if you want to feel old... Um, the Halo franchise is going to turn 20 years old this November. Just throwing that out because I was like, oh shit, that's right. I actually feel um, old. No, thank you. But you know, um, it's, yeah. Uh, I, again, like, I think the best summary to be is for me with Halo Infinite is like, I really, really want to enjoy this and hope it turns out great. But you know, um, we'll see how that goes. Certainly, like with Vampire, so it hasn't necessarily sent the most uh, inspiring or, you know, um, reassuring signals recently. But uh, we will see. 
Um, which brings me to the the synergy overlap, you know, RPG style. So, Richard, you and I, we have zero synergy, nothing whatsoever at all. We hate each other, essentially, wow. gaming-wise. I mean, I thought that was pretty obvious by now. Richard and Busty, um, there's some synergy there with three overlaps between you. You got Stalker 2, you got Ghostwire Tokyo, and Monster Hunter Rise. And Busty, the two of us, we are BFFs now because we got Battlefield, Dark Tide, Mass Effect, and Halo, which I think just means that we love to shoot stuff and sci-fi shooty stuff. I was afraid you would say that. Which part? Everything. <laughs> Everything you've said in the past 69 episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, to be honest, uh, funny enough, like I, 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 I'm also like surprised. I thought you, you Same. and Richard might be, especially after you dabbled more into indie games and even like uh, Eastern games uh, last year. Um, I thought you will have more, like maybe like indie or weird game game choices on your list for this year. And That's then, hard because I think a lot link, of those don't have dates, right? Link with Richard and stuff, and yeah, yeah, and I must honor, like honestly, I. Don't think I ever look forward to indie games. Like it's usually a case of like if if you know then then it comes out and people talk about it or like somebody like Richard also recommends it, like with Oprah Din. I'm like oh actually this looks interesting, but it's not something I actively follow. Like Hades was a complete outlier there, which yeah. is just like okay I played some of the mm. previous games and just fell in love with the art style. Um, here in this case I guess the close I mean I guess you know Ruined King is if you want to look at it indie wise I don't know it's an indie developer but of course it's a ginormous publisher. Um, Wait, how the fuck can you be an indie developer if you have a ginormous publisher? Uh, because you're an independent developer, and you, you don't. Yeah, the publisher doesn't own you. Obviously, right? I don't know about all this. What else would be an indie pub, uh, indie developer? I don't know about all this. This is getting ridiculous. Busty, say it's ridiculous, and then we can wrap it up. Um, um, say it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Thank you. Uh, Busty, where can people find you on, on Twitter if they also want to heavily synergize with you, if you know what I mean? So if you want to hook me up with the latest Shin Megami Tensei Five information from Famitsu, like if you're speaking uh, Japanese and can translate shit for me or just share screenshots you find somewhere in the Japanese web, hook me up on Twitter at BastianTun, T-H-U-N. Richard, if people want to like uh, argue with with your like ridiculously new standards of what makes a developer an indie developer, where can they find yeah. you on Twitter? Yeah, you can you can always argue with me about huge underdogs like uh, the most uh, you know richest largest pub publisher in the world. You could always argue with that as usual. My normal Twitter handle, uh, Randy Savaging. Um, so just for the next little while, take a break from sending me pictures and media of um, Randy Savage just aggressively having sex with anything, and just strictly talk about you know the uh, the indie versus um, not indie uh, paradigm. Uh, unless unless you have pictures of Randy Savage savaging indie indie developers. How long do you think it's going to be before somebody adds Randy Savage to Starfield after that game's release via mod? Hopefully, fucking same day. I expect, I expect the the quick turnarounds on these things nowadays. Excellent. Uh, if you like this episode, or didn't like this episode, or like what we do in general, or just hate us. We just love engagement, which is a great buzzword. So just send us an email to projectalunchcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at plunchcast. Just one word, just rolls off your tongue, plunchcast. Or, of course, as always, you can also talk to me on Twitter at com underscore raven. Um, I had fun. 
today i was surprised again i didn't expect that we would have much synergy or like you know overlap at all so having four with busty was a big surprise kind of a little bit sad between us richard but you know maybe we'll fix it in the future right no probably not no no okay that was fun thank you uh we we will talk to you uh hey. again hey. yeah richard yeah what's up hey. yeah yeah listen to me you're what? telling me you're telling me that if you walked outside of your house in Nordheim, Nord Nordland in Skyrim, and up in the sky you saw Todd Howard and Randy Savage just just fucking Greek wrestling through the cosmos. You wouldn't be into that? You wouldn't give that a thumbs up? Goodbye.